Hi. Hi. Hello, uh, everyone. Hi, guys. Happy Monday. Monday? Yes. Monday. Monday. It's not Monday now. (laughs) Monday now. We're time traveling. Uh, Welcome to Amateur Spice, episode 12. Um, Woo. Woo. Yeah. So we, I feel um, the first few episodes, we were kind of talking a lot about, you know, the basics of sex work and online sex work, um, kind of just what we felt people really wanted to hear who were starting out or wanting to know more about the industry. And I think as we go on, we kind of want to take time to like delve a little deeper into certain things, different special interests that we have around the industry and everything um, and stuff that's just interesting to know about and learn about. So this week I um, wanted to talk about something cool that's happening in North Hollywood right now. Um, It is a strip club where the workers and the dancers there um, are um, working to unionize. Um, it's called the star garden topless dive bar. And if this is successful, it'll be the first unionized strip club in 25 years, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited to hear what you researched. I'm ready. I'm ready to just sit back and listen. Enjoy story time with Eve. Story time with Eve. Uh, educational story time with Eve. So yeah, um, we're going to be talking about the Star Garden Topless Dive Bar. Like I said, it would be the first unionized strip club in 25 years. Um, This essentially all began um, when a lot of the workers in the bar, um, the dancers felt that they weren't being provided with safe working conditions. Um, They were being not paid fairly. There were a lot of issues with that. And apparently a lot of workers were being fired due to what management called drama. But when you really look at it, this drama that they were talking about was dancers getting assaulted by customers and harassed by male staff. Um, Jesus. Yeah. And they were just being told to not come back for their like next shift after that happened because the owners just didn't want to deal with it. Um, yeah. And eventually you're going to run out of fucking dancers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it just like wasn't a good environment. A lot of the dancers there were really unhappy and it all was just what one of them called like a really big fear culture surrounding working there. A lot of the dancers just didn't feel safe, didn't feel comfortable there. Um, And so a lot of them on March 18th of this year made the decision that they wouldn't be working until managers listened to their concerns. They announced their demands in a petition, like any you know, normal unionization effort would go um, and they staged a walkout and that kind of began their campaign to unionize. I'm assuming most people listening know what like unionizing and a union is, but if you don't, it's when a group of people who are doing the same job, whether it's in a strip club or a factory um, or at a grocery store, all band together to get equal rights, like for their job, fair pay, like time off, all of that stuff. So it's really important because like, workers like working class people are what make the whole world and our country go around and they need to be getting like the rights and the fair compensation that they deserve. And like being a stripper is like any other job, like you face the same barriers, you face the same issues and like you deserve to be getting treated right. Just like anyone else. So like, mm-hmm. it's really, we're cool. all worker. We're all being exploited as workers. So. Exactly. And that's <laughs> the big thing that like a lot of people who are anti-sex work, anti-adult industry, like They think we're being exploited more than any other person, but like, it's just a fucking job. Like I've worked in this and I've done food service and everything. And sometimes I feel like I was being more exploited then because people like could be really fucking rude to you all the time. And just like, 
you just had to take it. And like, it's on your own terms more when you do mm-hmm. sex work. I don't know. It's just different to me, but yeah. um, people like, like you said, like every other industry on earth has unionized at some point and people usually unionize when they feel like they're being exploited. Yeah. And like, we live in a, in a really unprecedented time right now where so many workplaces are unionizing, like Starbucks has begun unionizing. Amazon is unionizing like that's happening all over. So obviously it's going to be happening in every field of work, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is kind of like one example of like in the sex work industry, but, um, yeah, like I said before, if the groups is is successful, it'll be the first time in 25 years that strip club dancers will have union representation. The dancers are alleging that the owners, their names are Yevgenia. She goes by Jenny, um, and Stepan Kazarian created an unsafe working condition in the club. It left them vulnerable to sexual assault and other workplace hazards. And during this time that this was happening, the owners were actively limiting their access to security guards, which is just made it even more unsafe. Um, They were saying that the security guards couldn't intervene like with stuff that normally they should be able to and like should be keeping the dancers safe. Um, And it just made it like a really unsafe place for them to work. And when like these concerns were voiced, they were retaliated against um, by the owners and some of the staff there. So they were kind of inspired by a previous effort to unionize among strip clubs. Like this isn't the first time this has happened 25 years ago, 26 years ago in 1996. Um, there was a movement in San Francisco at a peep show called the lusty lady where the workers unionized and ensured fair wages. They addressed like the racial discrimination and disparity of payment between white and black dancers. And that was like a really big movement um that got a lot of attention and press and so these people kind of have like drawn off of that in the star garden unionization effort um so that's just like another example like this isn't the first time this has happened to like there have been other um examples of like dancers trying to unionize but the issue is that like what makes it hard for strippers to unionize is because they're technically self-employed um so they're gig workers so that's what i'm kind of wondering about yeah. So like the issue is that, um, cause they're all like technically contracted, right? Yeah. So what each individual case can do is like argue in a court that they experience the same conditions and the same rules and the same treatment as a normal employee, like in the club. So they can argue that way that they deserve to be able to form a union. And California has very specific labor laws that does make it easier. They essentially just have to prove that they are employees um, before they can technically benefit from the labor rights, which Mm -hmm. Star Garden has not technically done yet because I don't think even a vote has happened. But um, they, to get these rights, would have to argue in a court that they are real employees, essentially. Mm -hmm. So that happened with the lusty lady, they were able to successfully argue that they could form a union and like that could work out. So that's why that was able to happen. So basically between that effort in 96 and this year in 2022, um, there have been a lot of different combinations of factors that have led to exotic dancing and stripping becoming harder to navigate, um, like charging house fees and stuff like that. It just makes it more expensive to work. Um, the porn industry and the adult industry has moved online a lot. And that has kind of like create made it harder to work in some certain situations um, and just made exotic dancing harder to navigate. 
Um, so that's kind of like what has led to the industry becoming a bit more male dominated in the management side and like the mistreatment of workers and everything. So that all happened. And what really um, pushed these workers at this one strip club in particular to begin to unionize and begin this effort was like most of us, um, COVID completely changed their lives and like changed their entire perspective on life essentially and like their work life. Um, because a lot of strip clubs closed during COVID and like this one did too. So they weren't able to dance in person. So they had to set up like online Zoom shows and figure out different like innovative ways to make money. Like anyone else like that's why only fans blew up during covid because yeah. people just didn't know what else to do and like it was a new avenue of work that like people didn't really know of before mm -hmm. um so like anyone else like they had like specific zoom live shows that people could like sign up for and pay money to watch and stuff and um by doing this they felt that they could run the show and experiment more with their performances because they weren't being told exactly what they had to do they could be more artistic with it they could do like all of these crazy things and um yeah. i've even heard that about like porn stars and stuff too like the new wave of only fans like they're able to be more in control of their content and more in control of what they put out and being able to like not always have to do whatever a studio tells them but still yeah. make money is really cool and who they work with yeah yeah there was this one buzzfeed did a really cool article on this um that I, if you Google like Buzzfeed Star Garden, Star Garden Union, you'll be able to find, but I'll link it as well. Um, and there was one person who is like helping to organize this and their stage name is Velveeta, which I just think is great. And in their online show, they used a chainsaw to destroy like a mannequin during their routine. Oh which is like so fucking cool. Like, like stripping Why can not, be so right? artistic and like this completely yeah. different, like, it's like, I, I just think that is so fucking awesome. That's but cool uh it makes me want to cut something up with a chainsaw a little bit i don't know i like really want to shoot like do like a big horror shoot one day like a horror mm. horn shoot like let's with like a bunch it. of yeah i think it'd be awesome let's do anyway, it this that would be so fucking fun i'm so excited for halloween um anyways a, sorry also no. total so also side note do a fruit ninja with a chainsaw Ooh. <laughs> That would be very fun too. That game was fucking fun. Fruit Ninja and Temple Run dominated my life. Took it over completely. Yep. Very good. Was there a Temple Run movie or am I imagining that? There I might feel like been, some, I don't think I paid attention to it. Temple Run, something big happened. Oh, what was that other game that everyone was obsessed with? Like the mobile Flappy Bird. Oh, also Flappy Bird. <laughs> I really liked Flappy Bird. And then it, they deleted it. So like the only people that have it are the people that have never removed it from their phone. Sad. Anyways, <laughs> aw, damn, Flappy Bird, RIP. So yeah, like I was saying, they could kind of run the show more. It showed them a world where um, clubs could be dancer-owned and run and things could be on their terms, which is just like a really exciting prospect. That is kind of like what motivated them to begin the effort and like push through and everything and like it's ongoing right now in North Hollywood. Um, something that I thought was really interesting about the article that I, I spent most of my time reading, the BuzzFeed one, was mm -hmm. that it also talks a lot about how the people who work at this club um, who are unionizing are able to do so because they come from a big place of privilege. Um, they're all white and college educated, which are not all of them, but most of them are white and college educated. And mm -hmm. they 
are living in a certain situation in life where they are able to take time off and unionize and be on strike. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of people, a lot of like black sex workers and strippers and other marginalized sex workers and strippers who can't do something like that um, because they just because of certain situations and because we live in a racist world and it's really hard for marginalized people to be able to dedicate time to things like that and choose where they can work, you know? Um, So I just think that that's kind of worth saying as well is that the article does talk about that and does bring that into the conversation. Um, Star Garden at the time of the unionization didn't have any black uh, strippers on their roster. There were no black strippers employed there. So there aren't any help like involved in the organization really um, of the unionization effort. So it's kind of like, how do we protect, um, you know, the people who need to be protected the most if they're not included in the conversation? Yeah. So that's just kind of worth saying. Um, And the people who are organizing the unionization acknowledge that they acknowledge they're coming from a place of privilege and they really want to make sure that like, that those issues aren't just being set aside moving forward can you know be employed exactly because that's a huge issue in the adult industry and in strip clubs is that like it is so racist and like unfair and like for a strip club to not have any black strippers is like very that that's just intentional you know what i mean and like there are a lot of there like that article in particular interviewed other black strippers who had um applied and like danced and tried out to be in the club and had been turned away for no reason other than because of their skin color insane yeah so yeah that's um definitely worth saying too and like again it's just kind of been an issue ongoing like even that previous unionization effort at the lusty lady like they felt like the black people involved didn't feel that they were getting what they needed you know like their needs weren't being met like and that is really disappointing and sad because like obviously that should be happening And yeah, like I said, that they don't want these issues to be set aside. They've said that once the unionization like actually happens and like even now they're trying to make efforts to like address these issues. So at the end of the day, I think that like just regarding all of this, like people might think it's a little silly that like this is going on and like there is like a a strip club where people are trying to unionize like a lot of the takes on the internet I feel like are either very supportive or like this is stupid and like it just kind of my they don't believe sex workers deserve anything exactly (laughs) like my take on that is just that like while the job in and of itself is unique like the workplace issues that exotic dancers face are not like they're the same exact struggles that any other fucking working class job like those people experience there's wage theft there's unsafe working conditions there's discrimination you experience that in other jobs too like Mm -hmm. people just like love to completely make this into something that's foreign and something that's so far removed from an actual job that like obviously those issues can't happen. And like, yes, they fucking do. If anything, they are exacerbated, you know? And people like don't care about that because that forever stigma that sex workers just like don't deserve rights and we're dirty people and whatever, all the terrible things. (laughs) But like, because of that, people are like, well, like you kind of signed up for that being in that job. Like, maybe you have worse conditions, but like you knew what you were getting into. Like, no, I can expect to do a job and still deserve rights. Right. Still deserve to be safe. 
That is like saying that a firefighter um, deserves to get the shit burned out of him because he knew Literally. what he was getting into. You know Literally. what I mean? Like, that's exactly what you're saying. So, yeah, very frustrating because it is just like any other job. Like, same exact issues, same exact struggle. The working class struggle is a universal struggle. And until we realize that, we're all just going to be fucking fighting and mm-hmm. dealing with bullshit problems that don't fucking matter. So, that's. Yeah, I think that's really cool that there is something going on in the industry like this because mm-hmm. there needs to be more organ, not no, more organization, but like I wish that there was more organization, I guess, in the, yeah. you know, just I wish there was more stuff like that. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, and hopefully this might inspire other people who are who are in a position to do this, to do this. Like, I know that's not possible for everyone. Like we said, like it's a lot harder for marginalized people to be able to put everything on hold and be part of a strike um but if you can like maybe you'll be inspired by learning about something like that i don't know yeah hopefully it'll inspire any other clubs that are doing some shady shitty stuff to like be brought to justice like people actually start speaking up and saying something hopefully exactly yeah i think that it kind of relates to like just how the adult industry like is slowly becoming more dominated by like women and people of color and people who are marginalized and less mm-hmm. by just like straight cisgender white men, because like mm-hmm. that is who has run it for years and years and years. And like the more that it actually, like the power is put in the hands of the people who like are actually doing it. Like, I think the more you'll see safer working conditions and stuff, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. that's the goal. <laughs> yeah, that is the goal. So that's what's going on at Star Garden. Um, It's still going on right now. Every single day they are out picketing. They have different themed photo shoots. Like one that I thought was like, and not photo shoots, but like they take photos, but different themed like events where when they pick it outside of the club mm-hmm. and stuff like they I did think that's on tiktok about it it's so it cool like it is really big on tiktok yeah um they did one that was like roman catholic theme so someone was dressed like the pope there were a bunch of nuns i think that like religious role play is so perfect and amazing <laughs> they're just like that was like super cool to me um so they really just try to make it fun and garner attention to the issue at hand. Um, that definitely, I'm sure, brings attention, especially on social media. Like you said, they've blown up on TikTok a bit. Yeah. So like more yeah. attention, I'm sure, definitely helps their cause. Exactly. And there have been like different benefits, like with people online, like internet personalities and stuff. So that's important too. Um, just that like normal, not normal, but people who aren't working in sex work also make it a big deal and bring attention Mm -hmm. to it too, because then it just helps break the stigma. If you want to learn more just about this and like find more resources in general, one of the sites that I I, I found that's an organization too is called Strippers United. Um, They work to uphold a safe workplace condition for strippers and sex workers um, by helping to raise awareness. Um, So they are helping with the star garden unionization campaign. They're helping raise funds for them. So if you want to donate money, you can go onto their website and donate money that way um, because they're not working. So they obviously, you know, help need their help needing their bills paid and shit. Mm -hmm. So their mission statement, I just think is kind of important to say it's a diverse and inclusive community of empowered strippers who share an uncompromised vision for our rights, our vital role in society and our dignity as professionals. And that's just like, our dignity as professionals, that's kind of what this is all about, is just like being treated with equal rights and with respect and with 
safety and all of that. So I just think that like, that is kind of a good reminder of what it's all about is just sex workers being able to feel safe in their job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that was kind of like the notes I have about it. Um, but we can talk a little bit more about it if you want. I just think that it's like really cool because for ever, like when you think of a strip club, like you do think of it as like run by men and like, you have to pay your house dues. You have to do this. You have to do that. Like you have to basically pay to make money. Um, you have to deal with creepy people and protecting yourself. So yeah, that was kind of what I had about just the star garden unionization effort. Like I said, you can go to strippers United for more resources, just about that. If you want to send them any money, if you want to learn more about unionization, um, in the adult industry, just in general, you can go there. We'll link it. Um, Hopefully y'all thought this was just as interesting as I do. Um, like I said, the working class struggle is universal and it's cool to see it in every aspect of, of work everywhere uh, you look. So I think now we're going to do something we haven't done in a while and read some fun reply guy messages, because I feel like the first episode, I was very much like, we're going to do this every week. Like, hell yeah, whatever. And then we fucking did not. So we're going to start doing that again. Sometimes I feel like they aren't as wild like sometimes I just get so many like hi hey you're so sexy like it's just not worth talking about no so I do have two but I know exactly what you mean I'm gonna go into my dm request real quick yeah sexy how are you baby just a period um hi your tits just a heart emoji x cutie excuse me yeah all 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 stuff like that I want you on your knees for me I did a promo the other day and someone sent me my own tweet and was like, you're so sexy here. And I was like, do any of you read? Like, do any of you see that that's literally not me? Love your curves. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Please be my future MILF, mommy. Hello, chubby. You are so cute. Position, super sweetie, full cunt. This is the same guy. What? The best is when they send a bunch all in a row. Like you don't reply, but every single day they send something unhinged and horny. Uh, Hi, my name is Semi, 22. I'm from Turkey. I want to worship you. Take me, please. Like I'm your puppet. Abuse me. I don't care. I want to be yours. (laughs) Hi, you are very beautiful. First of all, second. Hi, you are very beautiful, first of all. Second, I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm a new content creator. And well, everyone has been kind of mean, but I wanted to just ask you if you would be interested in doing a collab with me. You will be paid, of course, and profits from any video or photo will be split 50-50. I'm just trying to get my name out there so far. So he's a new content creator, 25 years old from New York. Guess yeah, how many followers? Yes. Like three? One. <laughs> more profitable look we all start somewhere we're not bashing a newbie we all start somewhere but like make a little bit of an effort like if you have one follower don't DM and you're not doing anything like yeah. just uh, maybe start with like a hundred um yeah. it's it's just very fun I haven't looked at my Instagram once in a while also you know how much shit I did to quote unquote put my name out there before I even started doing collabs like yeah. make a little effort don't use someone else's success to build your own yeah do not use me for clout 
So I think this is like kind of just like a popular greeting in the UK. But I don't know. Every time I see it, I'm like, what the fuck? Oi. 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 Like, it sounds like you're calling me like a dog. Like, I don't, I hate it. Yeah. Maybe it's more of a UK thing, but I hate it when I get a message that just says, oi. I feel like even if it is a UK thing, you like, it's with people you know, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't, I hate getting messages, oi. Bitch, what? (laughs) Just say hi. (laughs) I love when they send me something and then I don't answer because I never answer my DMs and they go, why do I get ignored? Are you there? Hello? I have a lot of followers and way too many DMs to go through. And I just know that you're not going to be worth it. I never. Yeah. To me. Very rarely do I actually reply to a message request from someone that's not a sex worker. Amazing content. You turned me out. <laughs> you turned me out. Sir, you are incredible. Thank you. Where do I sign up to be in the threesome? Did you see anywhere where I said I was looking for someone else? Sexy. This one made me laugh. It said, Twitter has been saying I've hit my daily max of people to follow for like a week now. So I'm just messaging you so I can find you later. (laughs) I looked, he is following me now. Congratulations. There you go, dude. (laughs) Did they block me or did I block? Oh, I blocked them. I love when someone DMs you asking for OnlyFans advice too and they don't follow you. Always. There's this one account, I think it's the same person because they've messaged me multiple times. I've seen they've messaged other accounts and said the same thing. But basically they're like, hey, I'm new. Like, do you have any tips for a newbie? And I answered them once when I saw it the first time. I answered them and was like... I'm gonna be so nice I'm just gonna tell them to listen to our podcast so I did and they were like oh my god thank you so much like I really appreciate it and then they said something like I do you like LGBT people like I'm a gay man is that gonna be a problem and I was just like no I was just I was thinking maybe they were from a different country so I was just like uh no like I have the pride flag in my bio too because I'm a little queer. So like I'm also queer. It's fine. And they were just like, oh, okay. And then said something along the lines of like, I'm trying to decide what's good to post on here. Can I send you a pic and you can tell me? And that's when I was like, "Mm, no, nope, I'm not doing that. I don't want you to send me pics and I'm not going to tell you what I think looks good because fuck off. And their account, of course, has been suspended, but I've seen a very similar account message me the same, like, I'm just getting started message like two or three times now. The hoops that they go through to convince themselves that they deserve free porn. Literally. Ridiculous. And even if you really are starting out, like, just post what you think looks good. they, They just think that we are accessible to them at all times it's truly insane like i'm a fucking human being compensate me if you want advice god damn seriously like that's why direct people to podcasts because like i don't have time to be giving you advice but here it is all laid out in front of you all the advice that i would give you honestly and they want it to be a little like even fucking easier than that like bitch it's right not gonna be 
All right, last one for the day. I'm call boy, sexy college. And then they sent me a phone number. Should I read it? Yes. It too. <laughs> oh Maybe God. I'll bleep that. We'll see. I love when people just full bold, full chest out, comment their whole, this is my WhatsApp, text me and type out the whole thing in a comment, not even in a DM. In a comment. I know. You're people- just putting your number out there for the world to see. I don't think some people really concept the, the, the internets sometimes everyone can motherfucking see that. Right. Everyone can see you horny replying uncle Richard. This one makes me laugh. It says, what can I get for $10? No disrespect. I'm just asking. (laughs) And then like two weeks later, why do I get ignored? Because I don't care about your $10. Sorry. $10 could have gotten you a subscription to my site. You could have just subscribed for seven and gotten a bunch of stuff. And then you could talk to me free too. Amazing how that happens. (laughs) It's so easy. It really is. Man. We love a good reply guy. We love a good reply guy. Uh, If you ever have any, please send them to me, listeners. I, I would love, love, love that. They make me so happy maybe I'll, I'll start using that meme page again do it yeah I really should um so yeah that was that was this week um I think this is a good place. yeah guess what you can still shop at the horny stoner for some really cool stuff yeah yeah um I for real actually need to buy some new sex toys so bad so I think I am gonna buy some today um, I wanted those handcuff butt plugs and they sold out on me and I am so upset. I'm gonna have to wait till the next ones come in, but I might treat myself to this gun bubbler instead. It literally looks like a handgun, but you smoke out of it. I love that. I just think it's a little funny. I love that. <laughs> Use our discount code amateur spice for 10% off. Um, yeah. please make sure you're following our Instagram if you have it. It's at amateur spice. Uh, where can we find you, Nixie? And if you want to follow my personal socials, they are all Nixie Knight at, yeah, at Nixie Knight. And that is a TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. And then my OnlyFans, if you want my pern, is NaughtyNixie.com. Yeah. I don't know why I'm like this today. Pern. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> Twitter and my Instagram is messy X bangs and my TikTok is sexy shouter 69 and my pern is only <laughs> slash moon baby X 44. So yeah. Thanks y'all. Yeah. We also please, please follow us wherever you're listening. Maybe even rate us, leave us a review. If you're feeling real fancy and nice, but at least just rate and follow. Like it honestly helps so, so much. And we just hit a thousand downloads. What the fuck? Thank y'all so what? much. That makes me want to like go dance in the streets. So thank <laughs> you. I love it. It means I want to so give much. all of you a smooch. Huge smooch. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>